Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, This week, I'm very excited to chat with my guest. Um, We were just saying before we hopped on, we've been in the same Facebook groups for a while, and I just feel like we have a ton in common. Um, My guest this week is Michelle Vroom, and she helps business coaches and marketing strategists reach their first 100K and beyond without the fluff. And she's also the podcast host of Market Like a Boss. So thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I love, I, um, all my guests are amazing, but when it's like marketing people, I'm like, oh, we're going to have so much fun to talk, like stuff to talk about. <laughs> I know, so much to dig into, right? Yeah. Um, and so how is your champagne? It is delicious. I was saying before we started recording, like this is the best, right? <laughs> I've, I mean, I've been on a lot of podcasts, but I have never had it happen where the host sends you champagne to your door. And you get to drink it. Like this is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> Yay! I'm so happy. Well, it's I'm a big fun champagne to... person too. So you know. Yes. I mean, there's something like I love wine too, but I don't know. It's just like a yeah. whole other vibe when it's champagne. You know what I mean? It is another vibe. It is another vibe, and I feel like the people in my circles don't always love it. So it's kind of always me drinking it by myself. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, yeah, I can't wait to, um, yeah, I'd love to hear more about your story. I know you're a mom of three little kiddos, right? I am three boys. Oh Lord. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Actually, I have a a boy and a girl and she's, she's way harder than my son, but she's also older. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Well, how old is she? Cause I've heard that as the girls get older, they get harder and boys get easier, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I don't, you know, she's been hard from the beginning, but she is 11. (laughs) Okay. So you're hitting like, oh yeah, it's that awkward preteen, like Mm -hmm. pre-adolescent stage. Yeah. Yes. That's challenging. That's yeah. that. I remember being difficult at that yeah. time. <laughs> and it's funny because like I was actually really good, but my husband wasn't. So I'm like, this is your fault. This is what you get. You know? <laughs> Blame him. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. See, we're not there yet. My oldest is about to turn six, um, two weeks from two weeks from like yesterday. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're two weeks away at the time of recording this two weeks away from Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he's the day before Thanksgiving. It's his birthday. So he turned six. And that's where we're at. So we're like six and under. So we're not there yet. But man, when the teenage years come, I told my husband, I said, you're raising all three of them when the teenage (laughs) years come. Because when boys get together, I feel like they do such dumb stuff and they egg each other on the way that girls don't. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And especially yeah. three of them. Like, I, yeah, three of them. I know I'm, my, my grocery bill is like slowly starting to climb as they get older. <laughs> and I'm like, good Lord, we need a Costco membership or a yes. Sam's club or something, you know? Totally. I'll be sure to send more champagne as they get older. <laughs> <laughs> right. I need all the champagne, all the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, awesome. Yeah. I'd love to hear how, you know, like, like, how did you get into, you know, doing what you're doing? And have you always done that? Or like, you know, a little bit of your story? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in business for about five and a half years. Um, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. 
I come from a family of entrepreneurs, actually. My um, great-grandfather started an apple cider business during the Great Depression. He sold cider door-to-door, and it actually flourished during that time, which is amazing, and turned into a family business. So I definitely come from entrepreneurial stock, if you will. And I always knew I wanted to do it, but I told myself this story. And I think we tell ourselves a lot of stories, right? Um, I told myself the story that I wouldn't be able to start my business until... I was in my fifties and the kids were out of the house. And like I said, this arbitrary (laughs) timeline. Um, and so what it really took was for me to have my first child and my entire world be upended. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, do I want to continue staying in corporate where I have to commute back and forth? Or do I want to use this life change as an opportunity to change my career as well? Mm -hmm. And so, um, some opportunities came my way while I was on maternity leave that just, I I couldn't turn down. It was one of those things where I knew that if I didn't take advantage of it, I would always look back and wonder what if, and that was not okay with me. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to work after maternity leave for like two months and then that was it. (laughs) I left. And the reason I left was just because it was getting to be too much trying to juggle everything. I mean, I had a newborn, I had, you know, a side hustle. I had my corporate job and I knew that for my mental health, I needed to leave, but I also knew that I was kind of capped at like what was possible and what I could do. And so, um, this was a really big deal for my family because at the time I was the breadwinner. Mm. I had that cushy corporate job and we took a huge, I mean, it was a huge financial sacrifice to, to leave and go out on my own. My husband was very supportive, which certainly helps. I know not everybody is that fortunate, but, um, it was still really scary. Yeah. And so I took that leap of faith. Um, and you know, the journey, the journey has been a roller coaster. Um, my business has provided in ways that I never expected. There have been a lot of trials. There's been a lot of difficult moments. Um, you know, I've added two more children to the family since then, but gosh, if it's just not the most, like <laughs> it's, it's, if you want professional development and growth, like start a business, it'll really yeah that up a notch, you know? Totally. Oh my God. And it's funny. Like when I first started, I didn't realize how intertwined they were, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. how like the growth of the, you know, personally inside really affects the business growth as well. Cause we're not really taught that, you know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. We're not, yeah. we're not taught that. That's like, it's like a crash course in professional yeah. development. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it's a, a roller coaster and I love it, but yeah, I, it's so right. Like that's a lot of pressure, you know, when you leave a corporate, like there's a steady paycheck every two weeks, you know, you don't have to like send invoices and reminder invoices and, you know, things like that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's, you know, it's challenging. I mean, every child I've had has, has transformed my life. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a different mom when I have one child, two children, three children, like I'm a different parent each time. And so my business was also at different points, right. As I had each of my children. So with my first child, didn't have a business until he was six months old. The second I had, um, about a year or so into my business. And so my business was very much in a different place. And then the third child I had last year during a pandemic (laughs) when my business was in a completely different place. So each, each, each season has been, you know, challenging in some ways and rewarding in other ways too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So for the moms listening or that, you know, have little children or, you know, might be thinking of starting a business, they have little children or they're planning on having kids. Like, do you have any tips or advice for kind of navigating those different seasons? Well, yeah, I I have a lot of tips and advice, (laughs) um, but I'm going to try to drill it down to what I think is most helpful. So 
I know everybody says this, but it, it really is so true. Like give yourself some grace. I mean, mm-hmm. at the time that we're recording this, right. My preschooler, um, preschool was shut down this week unexpectedly. We, since going back to school have had sickness, have had different things where the kids have been off school. It seems like every week is abnormal, but really the abnormal is now normal. Right. And so for me, I've had to really just look at like, okay, what can I accomplish? Like, what can I control and kind of learn to leave the rest at the door. And it's really, really challenging to do. So I think that's my first thing is just like, give yourself grace, know that this isn't an overnight thing that you're going to learn how to navigate and, and really stay focused on like keeping things simple. I think that's a big thing, something that we need more of. Um, I would say the other piece is ask for help. I have a really hard time asking for help. I'm very much the type A oldest child. And um, I I don't do it all. I think people have this impression that like I have my, you know what together and I do it all and everything's (laughs) great. And it's not, I have a lot of help, right? Like the time that we're recording this, I have a babysitter hanging with my kiddos because my husband works late on Thursday nights. And that's the way it's going to roll, right? Mm -hmm. Like after I get off recording this, I'm going to go get the kids dinner, give them baths and then put them to bed and then go do some other things that I need to do. Right. And so it's really also staying rooted and present in the moment and like what you have to take care of in the moment versus looking ahead at like all the other things you have to do. And then asking for help and accepting help and knowing that like you are not going to reach the goals that you have for your business if you don't get help and help looks different at each stage, right? Like help, the help that I needed when my business was new is not the same kind of help that I need now. Um, but I still need help, right? Mm -hmm. So help just looks different. I think for everybody. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It makes total sense too. And I love what you said too, about kind of like staying in the moment and focusing on what needs to be done now. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, when we look out so far ahead, it's like, overwhelming. You know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh God. And then you just kind of like stay there. At least for me, it's like, I can't comprehend everything, you know? So. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, a constant, you know, it's, I feel like entrepreneurship is kind of like raising a kid as well. Cause it's constantly changing. Oh, it changing, so is. You know? <laughs> it so is. I feel like I have three boys and then a business. So I have yeah. four children. Mm-hmm. And I think too, and this is something that I actually just recently like talked about with my coach on one of our coaching calls, but recognizing that what does normal look like as a mom running a business? Like, I think that my control freak nature tends to come <laughs> up And I remember saying to her recently, like, gosh, every week there's been something that's interrupted the norm, whether Mm -hmm. it be like sickness or school or whatever. And I remember her saying to me like, okay, well that's the norm, right? (laughs) Like you're resisting it because it doesn't feel like it should be normal to you. When in reality during the season, that's the norm. And if you embraced it instead of fighting against it, like what could happen? And I think that's just such good advice for anyone who's dealing with that right now. Like part of the challenge I think we moms face is that we're resisting what doesn't feel normal to us when in reality, that actually is our norm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this is from one control freak to whatever, (laughs) whoever else is listening, who's a control freak. Like that's something I have to, to kind of go back to regularly. Yes. I love that. Oh, it makes it, you know, it so much sense. Like I totally agree. You know, like we're in such a weird time and we have been for so long, but I think we're all kind of like waiting for it to go back, you know, but it's, yeah, it's not, Yeah, this is normal. Yeah. And if you can embrace it, like, and not fight against it, what does that look like for you? You know, totally. 
I love that. Um, so yeah, speaking of coaches, and I know like you're a coach, like, can you, and this isn't on the outline or anything that I said, I feel bad. Like I go off of the outline so much oh, now. I'm, I'm an open book. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> We've got a whole bottle of wine. We got, you know, all kinds of time, but, um, yep. So how do you work with your clients? You know, like how do you kind of, and I love, I was looking at your website earlier today um, and you talk about there's no cookie cutter, you know, strategy and no overnight success in marketing. And I was like, oh my God, say it louder. (laughs) Yep. Um, But yeah, I would just love to, you know, dive into that a little bit, like how you help your clients, where you start, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So how I've helped my clients like really has evolved over the last five and a half years, for sure. I started out doing full service marketing. So I was supporting people with their marketing, like writing blog posts, doing social posts, website content, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, I moved into coaching about a year and a half into business because I saw a need among women who were starting businesses um, and that excited me. And so I moved into coaching and now since then, I um, have limited spots for one-on-one coaching. I do still have like a reserve of clients, but where I'm really focused, especially as I look towards seven figures is, um, my signature group coaching program, the dream client accelerator. And that's where I really support women in getting to their first 10 K month using their Facebook group. And this is something that's been a recent development for me. And when I say recent development, I mean, really going all in on the thing that I am naturally good at. You know, that's something that I support my clients with, but it's, it's sometimes hard to take your own coaching. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, and so for me, like recognizing that, what do people always ask me about? They ask me about creating a Facebook group. They ask me about creating an audience that converts. Like they ask me about, you know, how I have the freedom to bring in clients whenever I want. And that's something that I believe every woman should have. Like that's a prerequisite. That's a necessity for business, not just a nice to have. And so I really have um, leaned into like, how can I support women in getting to that first 10K month? Because there's something so special about that first 10K month. Mm-hmm. And how do I, because that milestone. makes me excited, right? It's such a milestone that makes me excited to like support them in getting there. And how can I help them get there through just one platform, through just one strategy? Like, I don't know about you, but I feel like marketing has gotten so complicated. Uh-huh. People, especially moms are just feeling totally burdened and like they have to do all the things. And I'm just really craving that simplicity, right. Yeah. And making marketing more simple. And so, um, that's kind of what, what drove me over the summer to really go all in on helping them get to that 10 K month, but through their Facebook group. Cause everybody talks about 10 K months, but very few people talk about like the method for getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of ways to get there, Yeah, but this is the way that I want to support women in getting there. Um, because I believe in it and I'm passionate about it. So that's now how I support my clients. Um, that's, you know, part of my business model and how I'm going to get to seven figures. And I'd be lying if I didn't say that it's scary. It's scary to go all in. It's scary to, you know, adjust your business model to fit you know, your revenue goals, but also to fit your lifestyle. I mean, I've got an 18 month at home. Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, can't, there's certain things I can't do or don't want to do anymore that I used to do in my business, like take on, you know, a ton of one-on-one clients. And so I've really in this season right now had to honor what I want to do, how I want to support women and leaning into what I'm naturally talented at and what feels really basic to me. And like Mm -hmm. recognizing that that's not basic to other people. Yes. Oh, I love that. It makes so, so much sense. Um, yeah, I totally agree that, I mean, you think of all the different marketing tools and platforms and everything that's out there, you know, I mean, it's overwhelming. And then even just, 
you know, take Instagram, for example, there's so many features within one platform, you know, it's so hard to try and keep up with all of that, you know, among all the other things that business owners need to do. So I totally love that you're, you know, making it simple and leaning into what feels good for you, you know, like that, that's, that's the key to marketing. Yeah. That's (laughs) the key to marketing. Yeah. That's the key to real freedom in your business. Yes, totally. Yep. I agree. So what is a common like mistake you see, like a a marketing mistake that you see a lot of clients or people, you know, make? I think the trying to do everything and like trying to get to a 10 K month with a million different offers yeah, and a million different strategies. Yeah. Um, the lack of like going all in on one thing Mm -hmm. and it's hard, right? It's so much easy to say that you Mm -hmm. need to do it. But it's so hard to execute because there's always going to be a part of you that's like, am I doing the right thing? Right. Is there something better out there for me? And so I I should just add this one thing. I'll just add this one thing. Right. (laughs) Or like, I'm curious about this. So let me go. And and every time you do that, it's like if you're driving a car on the highway and you keep getting off at different exits and then getting (laughs) back on, like how much time did you waste? How much time did you spend kind of taking that detour? I see a lot of women doing that. And I think that, um, it's not always intentional. It's, Mm -hmm. it can be very like unintentional and very subconscious, but still something that I see holds a lot of people back. I think so many women, like their, their business and their life would change if they went all in on one thing and they simplified. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love your analogy too. Cause it makes total sense. Like eventually you'll get there. But right. don't you want to get there quicker? <laughs> right. Like, are you going to run out of gas? Are you going to run right. out of food? Like, what's going to happen there? You know? <laughs> totally. I love that. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree making marketing more simple um, because there's a lot of bad advice out there, you know? And it, it's, you know, I feel like there's every other day somebody saying, do this or, you know, try this new tool. And it it's easy for business owners to be like, oh, okay, maybe that will, you know, be what's going to get me to 10K a month. But I also think I totally agree with you. And I also think that there's, it's not even just in the advice that's being given, but what people are doing, like how many of these posts and listen, I'm all about celebrating success. Okay. But how many of those posts do you see from people who are like, celebrate with me? I made a million dollars in 24 hours. And it's like, well, okay. Mm -hmm. All about celebrating, but are we creating a world in which we just rely on instant gratification? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's my biggest concern at this point is feeling like we have created an environment where people think there's something wrong with them. If they're not hitting some massive milestone every single month, mm-hmm. that's totally. not the reality. You know, right. that's just not the reality. No, so that's not really advice that's being given, but I think it's something that's being done yeah. or talked about that. Maybe people are getting a different, um, or they just have misconceptions, I guess, about what, it, what success looks like. Totally. Yeah. It's like a false, um, like, I just lost my word. Dang it, champagne. Um, <laughs> a false representation. There we yes. go. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I see those all the time. Like, yeah. And on all the groups. But um, so what kind of apps and stuff do you use in your business that like you couldn't live without? ClickUp is something that we mm. just moved over to. I say just, it feels like we just moved over, but it's been, it's been a while. Um, I'm definitely not a ClickUp master, but I think ClickUp is definitely something that um, kind of helps keep 
not just me on track, but my team, like it helps keep me updated on what they're working on. And it's just an easy way to kind of share things. Um, I use Slack as well for my team. So that's another app where I'm communicating with my team throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can't I live without? I mean, zoom, obviously, um, <laughs> obviously, um, what other apps I'm loving, um, uh, member vault. That's yeah. what I use for my mm-hmm. group coaching program to house trainings and things. I think that is an amazing platform. Um, thrive cart, just thrive cart and active campaign together, <laughs> like make my automation dreams come true. Um, <laughs> you know, really like one of the things I've really been focused on in the last year as I, you know, grow from multiple six figures to seven is really thinking about how can I put some, put more systems in place and really mm-hmm. like take stuff off my plate and even off my team's plate, because just because like I shouldn't do it doesn't mean my team should necessarily do it either. Right. And so that's been hard definitely is, is delegating, but I think creating systems that allow us to serve our clients really well and still like have a life. <laughs> That's what I want, you know? So those are some of the ones um, off the top of my head that I use most frequently. Awesome. Yeah. I love ClickUp. It's pretty rad. It makes it so it easy is. to. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking, uh, going back to marketing, what is your favorite or most effective way that you market your business? My Facebook group. Mm-hmm. My Facebook group is a gold mine. It is just the gift that keeps on giving. And I don't say it as if like I view everybody in my Facebook group as just dollars, right? <laughs> um, my group works well because I love building relationships. It's what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like if you're marketing on Facebook, I think it's really hard to make the case that you don't need a group because that's the direction that Facebook is moving in and has been moving in is really creating mm-hmm. community for people. And so, um, having my own community has just been a game changer. It, it allowed me to move away from just referrals. Not that there's anything wrong with referrals. I have wonderful referral partners, but referrals can be inconsistent and they can Mm -hmm. also put you in a more passive place in your marketing. And so for me, my Facebook group is called market like a boss for a reason, because I believe that you should be in the driver's seat of your marketing. And so, um, that's my my favorite way to market because at any given moment, like right now while we're talking, there are people in my group reading my content mm-hmm. and becoming that much warmer, right? And that right. much more likely to buy without me having to be there and be present. Not that I'm not present, but you understand what I'm saying here. Yeah. It's, it's it's effective. It's it's effective in the way that you get to speak to a lot of people at once versus having one-off conversations. Um, it's still my most effective way to market my business. It doesn't mean we're not trying new things or expanding, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that I will always go back to because I believe that organic relationship building will never go out of style. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that's like such a foundation of marketing and, and it's skipped over mm-hmm. a lot, you know? It is. It absolutely is. Um, and it's market like a boss. Is it free? So everybody, anybody listening can free join. Group. Awesome. Free group. I would okay. love if anyone's listening and is like, I like this girl style. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like what we're talking about. Definitely join. Um, there's over 6,000 incredible women in there who, um, I mean, we, we take our community very seriously, so That's awesome. we don't accept everybody. We, um, are very much like focused on coming in and just building relationships and coming from a place of service and connection. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't sell in my group. It doesn't mean I don't talk about how to work with me, but it's so much more than that. And uh, we've had women make incredible connections, incredible referral partners, biz besties, clients. Like if that's something that you're looking for, I would love to see you in there. Yeah. Awesome. I'll make sure to put it in the podcast notes so people can Fantastic. join. And that's the name of your podcast as well, right? 
That is the name of my podcast as well. I decided to go with it. I actually trademarked it. So it's it's set, it's set in stone. Um, yeah, you know, same thing on my podcast. Like I love to, to just kind of give the, the tough love down and dirty sort of, you know, style, um, when it comes to marketing, but not not even just marketing, just running a business with more freedom. That's something Mm -hmm. that I really want to continue leading, leaning more into, um, on my podcast. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Okay. I'm gonna have to check it out too. Um, so comfort zones, we all love them. We all have them. Um, how do you kind of try to get out of yours to help your business grow? And do you have any tips on that? I love to kick and scream (laughs) as I I get out of my comfort zone. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone right now in a big way. And that is really, really hard. Um, I've been honest about the fact that this has been a growth year for my business. And when I say growth, not growth in the way that you might be thinking in terms of revenue, um, but growth in the sense of like putting things in place to get to seven figures, because what I did last year is not something that's going to be sustainable. Um, and I'm used to just every single year growing, you know, month, like year over year, month over month, like taking big revenue leaps. And this is the first year that that's not happening. And I'm okay admitting that publicly because I think that's what people need to know, right? Yeah. Is that success isn't just a straight shot up. It is getting out of your comfort zone. It is sort of be like plateauing in some ways, right? But plateauing in a way that allows you to have big growth that you can sustain and that you can mm-hmm. handle. And so for me, like, how do I get out of my comfort zone? I think that while I hate getting out of my comfort zone and I resist it at many points, um, I think that my desire for impact is bigger than my need to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that wasn't always the case in business. And so for anyone who's struggling with that, I would question like, is your desire to be comfortable and to stay comfortable greater than your desire to make an impact in your business? Because I don't believe that both can coexist. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's such a great question to kind of like ponder on and like journal about, you know, cause that's, yes. that's a lot to yeah. unpack. <laughs> it is right. It is. Yeah. But I think that's what I, that, that's, what's kept me going. Right. Yeah. Is like, thinking about the bigger picture and also mm-hmm. reminding myself that the season of discomfort is, will also end, right? Like yeah. seasons of parenthood. Um, it's not always going to be this way. There'll be new seasons of, of new discomforts, but, um, I will also say like over time, I've gotten better at getting out of my comfort zone because I've just done it. Like mm-hmm. you just, at the end of the day, I think that we try different things to make ourselves more comfortable. Like I'm going to manifest this or I'm going to, you know, do all the research I can to like make sure that I'm I'm more comfortable taking the action when in reality like you just have to take the action. There's no yeah. shortcut to like create comfort. Comfort is created when you take action. Mm-hmm. And just know that you know it's going to be messy and scary right. and dirty yeah. and, and that's okay. Of course it is. Right? We've never done it before. Right. <laughs> so of course it is. Totally. Yeah. And I love that you pointed out too, like that it's, you know, there are so many different ways to, you know, quote unquote, be successful and what that looks like, you know, and it's like, I feel like, you know, you hit those certain milestones and then, then it's like, okay, like you're realizing that that's not sustainable. And so you're like looking around to, you know, get different things under you, almost like a table, you know what I mean? To get you to that next level. And that's so important because if you don't, then even say you hit those seven figures without those systems or you know, processes in place, like that's, it could not be the way that you envision it, you know? 
Absolutely. And I think the, the hardest and scariest part of getting out of your comfort zone is the unknown. Yeah. It's trusting in your ability to figure out the unknown, right? Like we want all the answers. We want to know all the steps and you can't, you just can't. Right. And so, um, for me, like one of the things I've had to really work on is do I trust myself to work it until it works? Yeah. That's the number one thought that has gotten me to where I am today in my business. I love that. Yeah. Recently I've been listening to like a lot of like Bob Proctor and stuff like that. And and he concentrates a lot on like, cause I'm a very analytical person. Um, and so I'm just like, okay, I have this figure and I'm headed towards that, but then it's like, but how, like there's a, I'm at to where I want to go. And it's like, I need to step out of it. Like, you know, write down everything. But I, again, like you're saying, just trust your intuition to know that you know, one that you can do that. And two, that, you know, those steps will open up for you as you start to go into that, you know, kind of belief of getting there without necessarily knowing the how. (laughs) Exactly. And being detached from it because your version of the how is probably in some ways, not even the best version of the how, right? Right. Like sometimes (laughs) the how that actually happens is better than your version of the how. Yes. Way better. And then sometimes it's like, whoa, I didn't even see that coming. Like I didn't even have that on my radar to do that, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Well, we're to your favorites. Um, What's your favorite book? My favorite book is by um, Kristen Hanna. I don't know if you are familiar with her. Mm -hmm. She's an amazing author. Um, And then my favorite book of hers, she's my favorite author. My favorite book of hers is Night Road. It is a book that will make you cry. It is so real. So like just raw, but it's an incredible book. Um, I honestly like read it over and over again, periodically. Oh, (laughs) I love that. I love books like that. Me too. Me too. She's a great author. So check her out. Yeah. These are all just like, you know, fiction, like drama, Mm -hmm. like it's nothing to do with like business or development. Sometimes you just need to check out, you know? Yes, totally. And there's only so much of that you can consume or at least me. And I do love it, but sometimes I just need something else (laughs) to take my mind off of all that. Yeah. Yes. Um, what's your favorite drink? I would have to say my favorite drink overall would be a margarita, just a Mm. classic margarita. That's nice. That it just yeah. made, like conjures up like summertime for me. And it's like really yeah. great. I'm looking at my window at like dark clouds and rain because I'm in Oregon. This is my life yeah. for the next six months. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. margarita just brought like a really nice spark of a thought to my mind. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I love a good mark. Give, yeah. give me a good mark anytime, any day. Totally. Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? It would be a combination probably of two things. Um, binge watching a series on Netflix or reading a book in bed. Mm. there's something about, I mean, I love to read. I really do. And so I probably would go with that, but I am right now, um, doing like little mini binges of vampire diaries on Netflix, (laughs) which is just like (laughs) my go-to, like what I need, especially it's, it's more of a weekend thing than Mm -hmm. like a week thing, but being able to just kind of like sit down and escape for a minute. That's been something that I've been trying to do, um, is really just check out of business and, and when the kids are in bed, like just really taking that time for myself. Totally. So that's how I would relax. Yeah, I love that. And that does, I mean, it's just does so much, you know, like it doesn't yep. seem like it, but just really being able to check out and relax and not have to, you know, do anything. Yeah, that's right. huge for right. continuing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I was about to ask what your th- favorite thing to watch was, but it sounds like Vampire well, Diaries. <laughs> it, well, that, I mean, I'm re-watching it because mm-hmm. I watched it when it was on TV. Um, I would say my favorite of all time 
TV series to watch would probably have to be Parenthood. It was such a good series. And I didn't watch it when it was on TV. I watched it when I was on um, maternity leave with my first child. (laughs) And I fell in love with it. I think it's such a good show, such good acting, so many good characters. So that would be the thing that I would go back to and and rewatch over and over, kind of like the book. Yeah. Oh, I've never even, I don't think I've even heard of it. I'll have to check it out. You would love it. I feel like you would love it. Yeah. Okay. I will check it out. Um, And lastly, where's your favorite place to go? My favorite place to go, um, definitely the beach would probably be my favorite place to go. But I mean, and that's like more of a, obviously a summer thing. Um, We go to Ocean City, New Jersey every year. But I also really just, I don't know, like I'm more of a homebody. So it's hard because I don't, I don't go a lot of places right now. Uh Um, What else would be like a really good place that I, that I love? Um, (laughs) I don't know. I, I think probably the beach and boardwalk for sure. Um, I do enjoy like going out and like going to the movies and like doing things like that. Um, you know, with my husband, like going to like a hibachi restaurant mm-hmm. and then hitting up a movie afterward. Mm-hmm. But um, I am definitely when it comes down to it, I will admit I am a homebody to the core. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. like places to go. I'm like, I mean, it would be great to go. I feel like my husband and I have not had a vacation in so long because last summer, not this past summer, but the summer before was our 10th wedding anniversary, but obviously oh. it was COVID. So mm-hmm. like we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, man, we, we are definitely overdue for some sort of a, uh, yeah, like some kind of a vacation. Cause right now, like a vacation for me and the kids is like going through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> real life. That's real yeah. mom life for you. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, well, awesome. Um, so where can everybody find you? Website, social media. Um, again, podcast is Market Like a Boss, and that's the Facebook group too, and I'll put those in the notes. But um, yeah, just if you want to say where they can find you and keep in touch with you. Yeah, those are the best places. Um, okay. I'm also on Instagram at Market Like a Boss MV. So V is in Victor, my last name, Vroom. Um that's a great place to connect with me too, but definitely the Facebook group. Um, I hang out there a lot and the podcast as well. I think the podcast is great. If you need like a little kick in the pants, tough love when it comes to marketing and just getting out there and, and doing the darn thing and showing yeah. up. Oh, I love it. Yes. And that's extremely helpful, you know, cause I think a lot of times too, people aren't quite sure. So they like, you know, if you can give them some guidance and that, confirmation of like, try this or get out of, you know, your comfort zone here. Um, that's amazing. Right. That's what I, that's what I hope to do. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I know you're so busy with growing a business and kiddos and all that. So I'm so glad we were able to connect and chat and sip. Me too. Thank you for the champagne and for the good conversation. I love what you're doing with the podcast. It's so, it's such a creative, unique idea, but I love it. Thank you. Yeah. It's been fun. Um, it's seriously, uh, again, it was so out of my comfort zone, um, which is you know, probably another reason. You're leading my example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The champagne helped for sure. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I have been able to chat with amazing entrepreneurs around the world like yourself. And it's just, yeah, it's been so rewarding. Um, so yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week.